Much better is the leader by three quarters to Garrison. Kalino trying to squeeze through a gap and doing it now. Kalino goes after much, much better. Kalino put the head in front and Kalino got up to beat much, much better. Welcome to Bet Doctor Behind the Curtain. Look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I'm a little bit under the weather. I was in Cairns last week for a, uh, a 40th. I was sort of crook before I went, but I sort of marched through and I woke up after the Matildas win on Sunday morning and I didn't have a voice, so I'm doing well to uh, communicate, so a big apology from me that uh, I sound a bit hoarse, but uh, Walt's back into the uh, into the fold. It's good to see you, mate. Oh, it's great to see you, Nick. <laughs> so happy to see you, so happy to be here, so happy to be Australian. We've got to give them one victory, the English. Fuck, they had a few classes on us. If we're going to lose something, I'm happy to lose the women's soccer. Uh, BZ's declared uh, all our boys in the uh, the chat group England a couple of weeks ago. I don't know how he's found them. Three dollar fifty favourite at the start of the tournament. So uh, they look the uh, they decided to beat. They look like leaky. Two forty last night, weren't they? Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's, uh, and they're still a dollar ninety five out there now. I think at Top Sport. So I think they should be favourite. Uh, the other the other side of the draw, they they look really flimsy. I think uh, England are going to get Lauren James back, and I think they're going to win. But we're not a soccer show. We're a racing show. How are the boys in uh, Melbourne? Obviously, watched the game last night. Yeah, okay. yeah, I was invested. Were you, you blokes, because all I, all I saw on the thing, I'm watching Sam Kerr kick a goal, and all I could see was you blokes talk about the PB Lawrence. Had to put it on mute. I was doing two things at once. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um. <laughs> Oh, they had their chance by the looks of things. Oh, didn't certainly, they? dear. Listening to Tony, he says we had twenty-one entries and didn't convert, and they got five entries or something. Kicked, kicked the goal. So um, yeah, anyway, it was good fun though. While it was on the tournament, it's great. You didn't get to Fed Square this time. No, no, not for this one. Uh, had a few more pressing things. So um, no, but it's it was good to see sort of Australia rally around the team like that. But um, huge weekend of racing this weekend. So the the focus is back on the good sport at the moment. Yeah, the good horses are back, so it's exciting, isn't it? Couldn't believe uh, the, the turnout down at Amy Park. Mark from the uh, sports show was one of them. They all just sat in the stands with like big screens right in front of them. 25,000. 25,000 of them. Oh, leave me well it was out. Good, good they did it because Fed Square, they had to shoo them away. Like Fed Square was chock-a-block. So they said, can't go in. If you want to go anywhere, go down to Amy Park. They got 25,000 in down there. It was, yeah, it was big. It was big. Mm. Not my go. Tell you what, racing could probably uh, learn a little bit about uh, how to promote the females in sport. You've got Annabelle moving to Melbourne. Gay's airborne. She could, her and uh, Adrian Bock could just dominate all spring carnival. Carlene, my girl's going well, or Nico's girl, everyone's girl, not BZ's. Uh, Celine Gaudre's up and about. Tatum Bull, obviously on Benedetta, and then uh, Jamie Carr's back. So don't worry about the Matildas. Maybe uh, the uh, all the wise guys or the smart heads down in uh, racing world need to figure out a way to uh, market to more females because oh, I think looking at uh, some of the bookie stats in uh, at Betfair and, and my days, I think it runs sort of about ninety seven percent of the uh, the betting accounts are male, and I think those other three percent, probably two and a half percent of the remaining three percent are burner accounts, and uh, just need to get more women involved in racing. I remember when I was at uh, Mooney Valley for a while, we we're trying to get uh, some champagne deals and stuff to offer uh, to get more women to the track because Mooney Valley was a real, I guess, um, male-centric track, as you sort of know, DK. There's not much doing out there. But, um, God, they didn't even jump at that Mooney Valley. I thought if you lure the women in with champagne, the good boys will just follow. And it's, it's something that the NRL and the AFL have been uh, doing for years and obviously soccer's got this big head start. So all these women in racing probably need to be celebrated a lot more and poor old Mitch Beery, he can't even get in the members. So... 
there's a little bit, a little bit to work on. And, and Nico, a little birdie tells me that you can't set up shop uh, earlier than 30 minutes before the first at uh, at Sandown on the midweekers. What are they doing? They're just trying to kill off every last racing um, semi or pro from going to the track. Like, that's crazy, especially if you've driven an hour or two. You want to feed, you want to go to the toilet, and then you want to have a look at them in the yard. 30 minutes is a bit tight. Yeah, I, I wouldn't advise getting a feed at Soundown, but anyway, um, <laughs> I think we move on from that one because there's not much to offer there. But yeah, I think it's, oh, I would assume it's something to do with the staff on track. They probably don't want to pay them for as long, but um, it did seem a little bit odd when you have about 30 people or 20 people just waiting at the gate ready to get in um, prior to the first. But um, it's the, the way of the modern world, isn't it, DK? Cut, cut back on cost everywhere by the same of things. Yeah, I mean, it seems, seems, seems trouble. Wouldn't it be 45 minutes instead of 30 minutes making it tight for everyone? But there's obviously a reason behind it. But And it's not the 10 race card because it's that's on the weekends. It's a midweek. So, I mean, you're talking about zero zero point oh one percent of the horse racing people affected but still it's people affected so now uh, interesting one and uh, a nice little brought there's not many of them left but uh Richard Lamming got away with an absolute beauty. There was a horse called Name Dropper in at uh, Eagle Farm yesterday in race six. Uh, he didn't nominate James Orman uh, until uh, the morning of the race, so he got fined $200. That would be in his glove box, I would have thought, and uh, the horse was uh, $26 into $5, went straight to the front and uh, got the chocolates. I'm not sure why more trainers just don't do this. Um, obviously, the $200 fine is minuscule. If the horse has been $26 into $5, that um, serves up pretty um, pretty interesting, I guess, integrity and um, obviously turnover issues too. Like obviously they're only on the rot. I guess it's a maiden. Um, you can't really hide them much in trials, although they did try with this horse. And it's not just uh, – I went and had a look at that this morning. Geez, M. Harley did a good job on it. Oh, hey, do you go and watch it? First thing I do with that stuff, I go and watch the trial because you see it's run eight to beat in 10 links. So this must have been good. Oh, was it any good? The trial was a beauty. It's a shame he didn't get the race ride. But uh, there, was the, there was obviously the plan there for Jay Orman. Bit of a boat race. Yeah, I would have been happier if I took the 26 that Jay Ullman was on instead of M. Harley, but he did a good job. Um, <laughs> Matty Scorch used to set him up for Chris Lees for that, um, who were the owners, Wanless, all the time. Um, oh, Wanless, yeah. yeah. Mm. They they very rarely get the, um, the, the the accolades on race day, but usually the 15 They get a big sling. They get a usually, big sling out of it. Yeah, that's, the, they, that's what they're normally they after. They would have been well looked after. Having, if they got any money out of it. Like, I've still questioned whether they did. You know, I know the, the, the Richard Lemming punters, he's got some mates who just pull the trigger on everything he tips early. And you, I, I'm, I, know, I try and get on early markets. I know some green-lighted blokes who I try and help get on early markets. He just can't get on. Can't get on. They'll get mm. cut back. You know, you're the, the, they open the shutters. You can bet, have what you like on with two minutes, three minutes to go. But And it was three fifty to $7 on race day, wasn't it? I was around mm. $7 on Betfair. Got into three fifty, back to $7 at the jump Betfair SP. Oh, 26, if you look at the old TAB flux, it was old 26, 19. After five minutes, it was $5. Like, you know, how much money they got out of that? It's different ways to get on. you got to get a little bit creative, but um, it's probably one of the better lambing plungers, but I agree, DK, and I think I've even said on this show, if you're going to play poker with someone, Richard Lambing would be uh, one of the first blokes you'd love to play against because they, they cannot keep a secret. But this one's probably a better one because when I first heard of the flux, I didn't realise there was no no uh, jockey nominated. So they did a really good job to, I guess, conceal that information, which leads me to another one. I guess I don't want to um, just hang out the Richard Lamming stable to dry, but oh, Chris, Chris Waller's um, 
pretty keen on playing a little bit of jockey lotto. Uh, there's a horse that I like in the Wink Stakes. There's seven unknown riders. So when you, I guess you fire up your database, some of the databases go up and you look at the fields and the markets and things like that. Prices start moving and there's seven unknown riders. So some of them are just blank, other call them dummy, uh, and then prices moving. So there's a little bit of an integrity cloud there. And if everyone's looking for this turnover, well, here's some low-hanging fruit. Let people know who the riders are um, as soon as possible. And it's a funny one from, um, I guess, Chris. Waller. He's become a very rich man from racing and the people that pay his uh, checks are punters. So it's a bit of a bit of a, a slap in the face really because I think he's probably got one of the best systems or he'd be up there with the gay waterhouses and all that. He'd be so organized to manage hundreds of sta- uh, hundreds of horses in his stables and it's just not good enough, I, I think, from um, from Chris Waller. It's been happening just forever and a day. Yeah, I guess he hides. No one really thinks of Chris Waller as a punter, though, do they? I guess everyone looks at him and thinks he's a straight down the line businessman. <laughs> well, they do. Honestly, oh. I'm not even joking. Like they don't. I don't. I think he's one of the few. There's people attached to him um, that that you probably don't think the same of. But um, he, he sort of hides behind that a lot. So most of the people believe, you know, these decisions are made due to you know while waiting to see where they draw to. See who the riders, and I'm looking after my owners. So I, I guess that he's he's got that cover, and and for whatever reason, you know, if it was a different stable or a different person, I like um, I remember even with my dramas, I got in trouble because I knew that a horse was going to be scratched allegedly. Like I, that was an aggravated issue of integrity. I was insider information that I knew a horse was going to be scratched, even though it ran the day before. So you know, like if do, do, was I privy to information or do trainers? It's just where do you draw the line? You just want consistency. That's what everyone wants is every stable treated the same. Um, you know, things like that lambing thing, should that be visited? Uh, this Pandora's box everywhere you look at racing in the moment, like we're looking at whips and stuff and, and it's just consistency is the key and it's all you want. It's a punter especially. Yeah, exactly. And there's just some low-hanging fruit there and uh, a couple of those things. The $200 is absolutely crazy. Lamming had spent that before he's even gone out on a uh, on a big night, Richie Lamming. It's good. Uh, it's good to see uh, the good horses are back. Eternal Flame was a really big win yesterday. Uh, much more suited around the sort of the twelve and fourteen hundred dollar, uh, fourteen hundred meter mark. But uh, was uh, it's good to see uh, the quality starting to uh, get through those fields. Today's show is going to be an absolute ripper. Uh, Donny is uh, back in the winners' circle. Um, and then I think he uh, caught one on the chin at Walt's uh, home dunghill when uh, Call died, just sort of maybe peaked on a run there late. Uh, Calibus, I'll tell you what, bookies are completely best that uh, that one got beat. That's probably as sick as you get. Just don't know how that sort of happens. Uh, Randwick this Saturday looks an absolute beauty. No rain, so there could be some uh, big form reversals here. A lot of horses coming first up. Nico, you got the chocolates. Uh, second act was too strong at uh, Geelong. You got the vein stakes at Caulfield. And that's what really- was too strong. <laughs> yeah. Jay Bot was a good ride, wasn't it? Well, looking at the look, look at the race. Look at the figures they returned. He, you know, he won the race riding the bloody thing. She's a good rider, that bloke. He won a my horse a while ago. He's a great rider. Can we talk about Jay Carr before we move on. Well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Jay Carr. It's interesting, isn't it? I was reading the thing this morning. Guess that the stewards have presented a two hundred and seventy-page brief on that <laughs> that little. Indiscretion, she's had 270 pages. Seems Great like to see their resources paper. are being used well. Oh, 270 pages. Like, seriously. 
Unbelievable. Like, anyway. Surely copy and paste a few of them from other oh, ones. It's unreal. <laughs> like, and she's contesting the bet. And I, good on her. That, you know, it doesn't fall into the, ra- the racing in, into disrepute. She's pleaded not guilty to racing into dis- disrepute. And uh, seeing a Matthew Sterling's the man, he's he, like Damien Shields. Is the, they're the two go-to guys for any any of these issues that the, the jockeys and the trainers and that go to use in front of the VRT. So, um, anyway, she's been put back and she gets to ride the carnival. But uh, and, that, and, his, and, her, and her silly mate, the Greyhound bloke, he got a month. Like, he got a month. Did you know, he? Just for, yeah, for bringing Rayhand into disrepute. So he got a month. It's not um, hard to, to join the dots here. It's been pretty um, – well, you'd probably know, Nico, having been on course a lot, but Jay Carr's, I guess, the centre of this pilot that they're doing. Uh, you know, they're trying to get this drive to survive or some, you know, behind-the-scenes sort of racing documentary. Andrew Jones mentioned it on his uh, interviews with uh, SEN Track with uh, Gareth Hall that they're going to get the pilot out and going and see if there's much interest. I know that Channel 7 are sort of somehow involved, but Jamie Carr's – all over this documentary. It's going to get launched over the next um, couple of weeks or months or sometime during the spring. So I'm tipping she's had a fair bit of uh, support behind her to issue this legal challenge, and it's no surprise to me, DK, if they're trying to bamboozle and uh, draw it out, this would just be a, a bit of a parade and a bit of a show to try and make sure that um, they can they can push it and quash it before spring because that just – it's. Just another, like as Walt says, there's rules for some people and that, poor, you know, you've got Spot the strapper on. and then you've got Jay Carr who is a part of this TV show, so Channel 7 or someone else is going to finance her. It'd have to be one rule for one and one rule for all. Like if it was, and this is not any, any, any indiscretion, if this was the bloke who gets two rides at Jarks Lux or something, you know, mm. or Jay Carr, both doing the same thing, blah, 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 both the same indiscretion. You know, who is he bringing racing to distribute or is her because someone leaked it to the Herald Sun and gets on the front page of the paper, blah, blah, blah. Wouldn't be with him, but he's done the same, so committed the same offence, so to speak. You know what I mean, Nico? Like, I just, uh, I can see why they're going to contest it. Absolutely. So it'd be, be, be um, you know, be interesting to see that what happens a few months. I mean, it's not till November 13 now. We've got to sit it right out. But uh, absolutely, I reckon it's one run, should be one rule for all, you know? If you're going to employ that, so the embarrassing part is that they pushed it back to November 13. Yeah. They should have just tackled it straight on, given her a Thousand dollar, five thousand, twenty thousand, fifty thousand dollar fine, whatever it was. Move see on. you later, and yeah. then that would have been less embarrassing for everyone. But if she has it, cops a month, you know, at the end of the spring carnival, I was probably going to have a break anyway. But that's it. Uh, that's where that'd be even more <laughs> embarrassing. Well, and didn't didn't Ollie didn't Ollie get a when he had his one bet? Didn't he get a a golden passage? And we've just Tommy seen Berry, Tom, same thing, oh, same yeah, thing. again. Tom Berry's just been Tom you know, Berry welcome back with open yeah, arms. Yeah, well. You can see the trainers have got no issue with Jamie Carr, though. Like the book she's just walked straight into on Saturday is incredible. So um, no one in the industry has got any issue. I think when she got buckled, Golden Patty tweeted, he said something, just makes you love her even more. That's what he said. I agree. Mm, she has a crack. Anyway, again, it's just, it's just crazy inconsistencies here. Uh, there's some rain about, so uh, Caulfield uh, track will play uh, pretty interestingly, uh, as is on the pine again. Notice his horse scratched last week, uh, Friday at Geelong, and now it's in again today at Seymour, drawn wide. So this show will be uh, done and dusted. So fingers crossed he, uh, he gets a result. I think he's just waiting to whack it one more time before he gets back on the show. See you in heaven. Uh, I found a little winner there, but uh, Madam Pomery, I sort of tipped it out last week. I was in absolute coma in uh, Cairns watching that one just get nutted. Good old Nico's Pericles uh, got the job done. So I uh, I spat my young Henry's beer all over the, uh, the couple of people she in the definitely ground. definitely got there early enough. He kicked. He's just a nightmare of a horse, Pericles. He goes around six to four. He's got enough to always be there. He's got speed. He's got enough of everything. And the one day you don't want him to stick his nose out, the, the dog sticks his nose out. But, um, yeah, far out. She's been torturous to us, Madam Pomery. 
Mm. I, that's all I want to say about it. Uh, I've got punning form again. Bugger, I'm going to go to Randwick and I'm going to declare one as a as a style for Azza. It could be the last time I get to do a segment. So, yeah, in the big race, I'm going to I'm going to tackle you, DK. The uh, the Group One. I've I've got an absolute moral. Top spot Ooh. steamers. Top spot steamers. Uh, they struck at Mooney Valley last uh, Saturday. Twin Perfection. It was six dollars in, but um, there was some some scratching. Some good to punters that was lately. Tell you what. Pick hey, a fence, Jobby. He started like $1.60 on the totes. <laughs> yeah, SP $2, $1.60 on the totes. So uh, maybe if you're DK, his mates here have had a bit of a fill-up. <laughs> Top Sport uh, is the major sponsor of the show, owned and operated for almost 40 years. Make sure you uh, you give them a go. Spring's starting to uh, fire up. Still one of the last bookies to bet uh, Top Flux. So if you get your money in early, you can uh, get the best price through the call for the, uh, the Metro Meets. Nico, as I said, Caulfield, uh, there's five mil Thursday today and then there's uh, seven mil on a Friday. So it may chop out a little bit and uh, tipping it's been pretty cold lately. The lads have uh, been sending me some pretty dire messages. So the uh, the dew and the cold weather will make it uh, stay in the uh, soft range, I would have thought. Yeah, cold in the morning. The, the days are getting good down here. So mm. I think that's going to help the tracks dry out significantly. And I think just looking from a sort of future point of view, it sounds like we're going to have a pretty dry spring. So... Um, which hasn't been the case here in Melbourne for a while. We've had some real wet springs, sort of Caulfield Cup um, time and all those sort of big races have usually been underwater, a few of them events. So hopefully we get uh, good track racing for the rest of the spring. I think Saturday I would sort of assume maybe a five or a six, at probably a six at worst. And then if it's any worse than that, it's probably a bit of carnage. But five or a six I think is uh, more than manageable. Outstanding. Let's have a look at race three. This is your first bet, and Varvia is uh, the favourite here in the Catnax Jewels twelve hundred benchmark seventy eight. It's four dollars twenty in from four sixty. Climbing star five. Calico Jack six dollars. Holy Man six fifty. Ranting ten dollars. Anilla is ten dollars. Do your punk fifteen. Strip back is eighteen, and then shove over twenty. That's the main chances there. And Ranting's the horse that you like here. Third up, Nico. Yeah, I thought it was a, a tough day. Like I didn't want to get too attached to any sort of thoughts too early in the card because I think the yard's going to be very important on Saturday. So I thought Ranting was probably a horse that can be a big improver. Here he is out the back in the Nick Ryan colours, um, pretty much last, just sort of dodging and diving off heels there. Uh, he had a really good jump out leading to this campaign. His first up run was in a race shape where I don't think really suited him, ridden close to the speed. Here he sort of gets back. If he had had more luck, I think he would have been right in the finish. The winner's Benedetta. William Thomas sort of finishes in front of him. I think this could be a bit of a, a good lead-up for this race. You know, Vavi is coming through um, what you would probably call inferior form um, through the Phillies form sort of throughout last season and has to take on a pretty strong sort of race here. Climbing Stars jumped out well, but she was a bit in the wilderness last campaign. Coleco Jack's probably a 1,400-meter horse, and then you're kind of left with Holy Mans who might want a bit further as well. So there's a few of those horses that have question marks or either first up, whereas ranting third up gets back to uh i think he's only ever won two races and they've both been at caulfield so i think nick ryan third up uh showed something there last start you know jumped out while leading to this campaign i think it is proper d-day for him and i could see him run a good race at around ten dollars and i thought the other horse was in that replay as well in the green uh, shove over really sort of peak second and third up in his campaign and probably just not his sort of race shape there first up 1100 meters d lane sticks barrier 11 i thought he could be a, a sort of on pacer that uh could sort of give you a bit of a side at 20 so happy to have something on ranting and maybe uh, have a look at shove over for your exotics if you're looking to play that way mm. holy man's is probably the only horse that jumped off off the page at me i think it fell in the Australian Guineas in its form was all right, and it, it could put itself into the race. But Barrier Thirteen's a bit a bit sticky. But you think it might want further, Nico? 
Yeah, I think he's in time probably a mile. I think he won a 1,400-meter maiden at Horsham from memory or a 1,200-meter maiden. So he's always looked like a horse that's sort of going to get out over much further. So, um, yeah, and from the draw, he just might be in a bit of a sticky spot. But Mark Zara, I think he's, he's a man we sort of found a few few on yesterday. I think he's, he's the one you really want to find at the moment. So couldn't knock anyone tipping holes. Change, changes. Things change quickly when those good backs, <laughs> good jocks come back, don't they? Just notice even market moves with D-Lane. Couple of things. Those New Zealand horses he rode at Bendigo the other day were just smashed. smashed yeah, you know, and he's going there, and Zara's back, and then so when those good jocks are just when they come back, things change really quickly, and you just got to tune right back into them. And Zara showed yesterday how he's just top draw, you know. Yeah, just threw extra two over the line. Falcon and Malta the same. Like was probably yeah. given a bit of an average ride last start. Went too slow. Way too slow. Yeah, but Zara just kept it up to yeah. its work and just kept it running. So um, yeah, he's he's a mass, especially in Melbourne, sort of if when he goes on horses that are inside the market for the first time, the stats are deadly. Mm. So uh yeah, he's definitely one to look at. Unfortunately for that stat, he's rode Holy Man's before, so that's not really applicable there. Mm. He's also I like good. that rantings back to twelve hundred. I think that's just that's what I noticed. I thought he's I thought he had a good I good place out behind Benedetta, but I was worried about him back to eleven hundred. Now I like him back up to twelve hundred. Yeah, complete D Day for him. Yeah. Don't uh, uh, we used to run these stats, and I think it was Mark Zara in fields of eight horses or less at Caulfield was absolutely deadly. So if you get a small field with Zara at Caulfield, it might, might be a little system that you can it run. Would be a small sample, wouldn't? It? Hey, small oh, sample though, wouldn't it? Still, mate, it's it's it's, yeah. it's just auto bet, jobby jobby. Lovely. Hmm. Anyway, there's one for you, DK. You can just run one of these ma magical bets. systems. Yeah. Caulfield Race 9 is the uh, the Quay Clean PB Lawrence Stakes. Not sure what Quay Clean is, but um, they must have a packet full. Uh, this is a really interesting one. 250 they bet Mr. Brightside, DK's horse, now into a dollar ninety. Is it? Is that real life? Is that is this really happening? Tuvalu well, six dollars. When was this? Wednesday. Hey? On Wednesday. Yeah, oh, gosh. Dollar ninety. Oh, I'd rather back the Matildas. Um Last night, I know you have no result. There's no way I could take a dollar ninety on Mr. Bright. Hey, back, it's not going to start a dollar ninety. I know I was in England. You backed England. I was on England. I'm on England. So were you trying to throw off that you're a real Australian and you oh, I would have rather back? Were you backed <laughs> no, England? This is just crazy. I can't believe the price. Dollar ninety. Tuvalu is uh, six dollars. Nico's horse attrition eight dollars. Pinstripe fourteen. Aegon sixteen dollars. El Bogger Dogger 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 twenty one dollars. There he is. D Lane for old Mister Waller twenty one dollars. Uh, King Magnus twenty one dollars. Uncle Bryn twenty one. Western Empire twenty six. Pounding twenty six. Buff River uh, thirty four. And you can get pretty much any price you please for. The rest here. We're not going to show any replays. A lot of these horses are first up, but I hear I should, probably should have played the um, the jump out or the trial of Mr. Bright. So I went like a rocket, they say, Nico. Yeah, he was sort of asked to do a lot. He um, was given a real searching gallop, especially through the line. So I don't know. It's not really the uh, the Mr. Brightside MO to sort of come out and really set to the trials and jump out scene a lot. But um, he's given a pretty searching gallop. Dollar 90 does seem very short. No, he's a class horse and he probably only has to, you know, rate to what he did sort of first up last campaign and even when he won this race last year, albeit I think he beat a lot weaker field last year and you could have taken $3. So um, that just shows, you know, how far he's come in the space of a year. Um, terrific end to the season, um, winning the, the Doncaster and the All-Star Mile. I couldn't personally take a dollar ninety, but if I was tipping in the race, he's probably the one you'd put on top. Yeah. I think the the value runner might be pinstriped. I thought he's probably trialed the best of the horses. He had did sort of race throughout the winter, and so he has a bit of residual fitness. But I thought for a horse who's trialed against you know some really sharp thousand meter sort of eleven hundred meter horses over eight hundred, he's been right there in the finish. 
draws five, you know, this sort of time last year, um, you ran, I think you ran second to I Wish I Win, um, sort of ran a big race in the Turak. So he's good enough and I think he's probably in a, a good a spot of ever to sort of do something from barrier five. If I had to sort of tip one, it'd probably be him. I think if Attrition had have had a run and they say, say – put him in the first four here, I think he'd be really hard to run down. But from barrier 12, first up, there's, the goals seem to be the Memzi and the and the Maccabi Diva. Um, he might just be there for a run as well. So Mr. Brightside class horse, could see him getting beaten. Don't want to take a dollar ninety, but um, he's probably your most likely winner. Just a question of price, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah he's, the, he's, he's, he's your horse, DK. He's my horse, yeah. And the, um, I mean, everything you said is correct. I mean, he, he looks the winner. It's just a question of price. Yeah. Um, Wednesday sharpshooters can't get on quick enough, so the bookies all wind him in because everyone's going to take him in their multis and who knows how much, you know, it wouldn't have been much money, but he's, um, I mean, I love it. It was an old Mark Reed thing, out well, back well. You know, he's gone out winning those, he went out winning the Doncaster, like in the All-Star Mile, and we saw how he improved last prep. So, and, gonna, and the other thing is the tempo, they're going to put it on for him. Going to put it on for him. He's just, you know, he's just going to, you know, he's going to love that bit of tempo that's on plenty of fast horses in this race, so... um yeah, it's just a question of what price you're happy to take. I'll be, uh, I think uh, Aegon's a great bet, probably each way. Um, I thought he was really good in the CF4. He only got beat 1.3 to Jackano, Gentleman Roy and Nugget. Those horses were all up and up and roaring. He's only got beaten three lengths to Alligator Blood, Mr. Brightside, and then I'm Thunderstruck in uh, in the Futurity. And then he's, I guess he's been beaten uh, six lengths and then four lengths in the All-Star Mile and, and the Champions Mile. So this would be the one race that he could sort of pick off early. And I think he's, he's the horse off that just a little bit uh, shorter break. Don't mind him coming back from overseas. Sort of brings a lot of these horses on. And $16 looks a big price and just... Really wary to see what Chris Waller does with El Bogodom. $21 seems a big price for um, that sort of jockey and trainer combo, especially first up. I wouldn't, wouldn't put it past him to uh, to run a massive race. And I do recall he ran a big race um, up in Sydney, I think, maybe fresh or maybe he didn't. Maybe it was just um, Moody Valley first up. I think, uh, was it Ollie slaughtered it in the Cox Plate? <laughs> Yeah, he wasn't the same horse last prep, was he? So and maybe he's, he's a, horse maybe he's a wet keeping an eye on that's for Is sure. Mm, so there are the two horses outside of the market that I thought uh, could surprise. I'm not sure really what to do with uh, Tuvalu, but I think he's going to probably. Oh, uh, Lindsay, Lindsay, Lindsay put the slows on put it. Put the slow. Yeah, he said, yeah, yeah. He said not next, to, not, not to back it. Pretty much. So. Yeah, he's, he's worried about our prepping up down there. So our prepped up. Hmm. Hmm. That's put maybe. Better. So that's why I said just, you'd nearly, well, nearly, pen job, wasn't it? Yeah, the way he was talking, but... Like, he's been... I've heard him be wrong before because he is, does play glass half-empty, very conservative, but it is the $6 second favourite, so you get rid of it. You can see why people are probably charging another 250 and 220 mm. We've got to be finding better chances. It smells like a corporate. I think you're sort of on the right track, corporate, shortening it up, but I can't see any yeah. smart person stepping into 250 that horse. Oh. Um, so I think it's a corporate Who? shortening it up. Yeah. 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 No, no. No, no, no smarts betting early and with this weather coming. No, not a no. field first up. Just the the horse, those, those blokes who can't help themselves pull, got to pull the trigger as soon as the markets go up. They basically gave that horse two or three barrier trials to start its prep last Remember? prep when, when all the good horses were around. So exactly. now that they can see an opportunity to sort of win maybe a, a Cox Plate, I'd be very surprised if they even care about winning this race. If it wins, it wins. Anyway, price, no value here. I'm no, happy no. to lay. Lay of the day from, from me. I'm going to put my, my pills on the line. <laughs> Caulfield race 10 is the next one and um, it's a benchmark uh, 100 over 1600 metres and it's 
Bear Akili, Barkley Square, however they say it, 440. Deny Knowledge, $6. Right, you are 650. Sabak, 650. Jimmy the Bear, 7. Jernapel, 10. He's the real deal. Down at 53 kilos. Minus the three kilos with uh, the informed Tatum Bull, I'm going to say. $16, Ulysses, 17 and Frankie Pino, 20 Smoking Romans, $26. And then uh, you got horses like Bear Story, Full of Sincerity, and some uh, tricky little uh, imports that are first up that uh, knock out odds that you probably need to just keep real close tabs on those late flux with those sort of horses. But um, Bear Akili Square is the horse that Nico thinks is the one to beat, despite drawing barrier 18 in the line. The hope is, is probably the fence is off by now and you want to be getting out to the wider lanes anyway if it is wet. So I think he is a real sort of watch and act and see how the track is playing and whether you do pull the trigger or not, I probably won't be backing him until, you know, wants to see him in the yard. But saying that, I thought he prayed very well first up. He was pretty much there to go. I think he'll take a little bit of improvement out of that run. I thought this was a huge effort sort of under the race shape. Well, he'd a dominated race. He flies home there in the green. Um, you'd think he'd be a horse that's suited stepping up in distance. It's just the barrier. He's got to overcome that draw. But, you know, I think he can probably back in his class a little bit here. His sort of figure that he put down winning the Amy Vars, beating Pericles in Virtual Circle. Um, you know, he started favourite in the Caulfield Guineas. You know, albeit that three-year-old form probably doesn't look super strong, but it looks pretty strong for sort of open class. And he's against a lot of horses that are first up here. So he's had the run. I think it's just McNeil sort of plotting the right path if you can give him an absolute peach and sort of find some cover and, you know, move his way through the field and has to do it that way or if the fence is off and just comes, sits wide and he's too good for him. Uh, I think if he had a drawn a gate, he would have been a lot shorter than 440. It's just that barrier. I think Sabark's uh, probably the big danger. First up out of Sydney, gets Damien Lane going on. The first up run was okay behind Barbie's Fox, but you'd think he'd be an improver. Um, I thought it was a pretty easy race to sort of say they were the two real key chances and then the rest of them might just be there for a bit of a, a look around for maybe a naturalism or the Heatherly or those kind of races. I think Frankie Pino can improve, but Maddie Lloyd's still a bit scary there. So uh, I would think one of Berkeley Square or Sabark is probably a winner there. If I've got something chasing for me for my life, I want it to be Sabark. Oh, that's a good rap. It's a nice cat. It is a cat. Ooh. Maybe going to Melbourne will help it, but it's a cat. Oh, it's it a cat. It is a cat. Yeah, absolute cat. <laughs> no, no, oh, you're joking, were you? No, it's no, no, but I want it chasing me. If I've got something in front and I'm, I'm for my life, I want Sabark <laughs> the one coming out after me. It's a milk drinker. Uh, I'm confident Berkeley Square because I'm sick of Jimmy the Bear. I'm sick of it. I've been following it. Um, it's in the bin. Sabark's, there you go. So we'll go to Berkeley Square, Nico. Yep, second up, second up, Sabark, Berkeley Square. They just look the two that can just uh, be right there. So the rest of these horses are either a bit beaten up or first up. So one of them probably is your winner. But I agree, yeah. well, he's a bit of a cap, but this this is a race shape, D-lane. Like he probably just gets every chance. I thought he was going to be a really good horse, to be honest. I thought he put a couple of really good performances in, but his last few are just pack chases. They're just weird. Yeah, he's been in good spots and he just doesn't ever look like winning races. He's um, something strange. There was strange. a huge spruik on him early, wasn't there? I remember a few people tipping him up big time last spring and he didn't really sort of live he up to it. He put in some like superhuman efforts where he just like did huge work in hard run races and just kept coming and then all of a sudden he'd get cold sits and he couldn't put races away. So I don't know what's changed with him, but maybe maybe going back to the Melbourne Way or going the Melbourne Way might spark him up, but I think he needs something to spark him up. Yeah, I, I, this this race is a bit confusing for me. I wanted to try and find the nine like you boys, but maybe a horse like Bear Story could be a um, – this could be a bit of a target or a pick-off race for it from the Clinton McDonald yard. It's only beaten six in the Blamey Stakes and – 
I guess beaten seven in the Australia Cup. Some of these imports take a, uh, a little while to get used to, but at $31 and six fifty the place with um, Benny Mellum. I know that you're not in the Benny Mellum camp at the moment. Nico, you think he's a bit um, away off with the fairies or just not 100%? Can't get, can't get it right. Yeah, yeah his just, recent stats are just, they're a bit plain considering how good a jockey he is, but... You know, it's probably not the the time of the year where you expect you know the the guns to be at their best sort of throughout the the late winter. So, not where we're uh, we're putting full faith in him with ranting. So uh, hopefully he gets on the board there for us and uh, we'll be off and gone. He's got a bit of Nash about him, Mellum. When he when he needs to switch on or wants to switch yeah, on, true. it's there. Yeah, it's there. Well, it's Uncle Clinton. Uncle Clinton loves to go to Ben Mellon for when they want to have a bet. So just be very careful. The flux on this horse. I think there's about thirties out there. And um, maybe in the no with snow, he's got to run a flying on the limbs in there Saturday. But this could be the one that's set up for a bet. $31, as short as sort of 20s out there. Uh, Bear story could be the um, flying in the ointment there looking outside the square. Okay. I think that's uh, that's it for Caulfields, but um, Nico will be there hopefully 45 minutes or an hour before just so we can get settled in. The food's better at Caulfield, which is good, but uh, you need his telegram service three to five minutes before each race, 25 bucks a week. So now is the time to buy it. He's going to be there all spring, and then uh, he'll be still there when the other uh, whips are cracking on that uh, three-year-old Phillies race that they've put in the back end of the carnival at Caulfield, which is um, something that Peter Moody likes, but uh, other people think is no good. So maybe Andrew Jones is right. You can't please everyone all the time, but... Um, Good to see they've parked the uh, the mic'd up jocks just as a little uh, side punch there. So just goes to show if uh, everyone stomps their feet, sometimes you, you get uh, get a result and get the action. So it's um, see the clip going around yesterday with the jock behind the gates where he's going, get in the fucking gate, you fucking goat or something. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. It was awesome. Like, yeah, get them mic'd up. Actually, if you secretly mic'd up a few of the races, it would go viral. It might it might bring the people bring the to racing. Back. Just don't tell them the mics are there <laughs> and we'll get the real deal. We don't want the uh, we don't want the PG version. We want the uh, RX R plus eighteen. I think that's what racing is too afraid of. Sometimes they, you know, I think a lot of the people at the top are make, that make the decisions just think it's you know. Well, look at the way we're treated. Huh? They honestly think everyone who backs a winner is, is a, cheating. Yeah. So put us on. If they put us on TV, they'd be worried that we're getting. Oh, there's a you know you're ringing the jockey to make sure he's <laughs> like he's fucking serious. We're sitting in front of a computer for eighty hours a week, trying to work out what these little uh, two foot tall people are trying to do in a race. So we're, try, we're trying to work out how, what they're thinking, get inside their head, and then and then put our own money on it. Um, whereas they think we're all sitting in a room. Uh, you know, cool. I, it, it seems that way. That that's how they they treat punters. Like they're too scared to champion us for that very reason. That. Uh, that they they think it's all corrupt, and they're the ones running the game. So what exactly. have we got? And they're the ones that are in charge of yeah, inter- yeah, integrity. Yeah. It's like the, it's the best, most intriguing puzzle as, of all time. And there's a brand new puzzle on every every single race, as Mark Lonebourne says. So, yeah, it is it is mind boggling. But um, I do think yeah, they 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 worry about all this riffraff. But then um, there's everyone's up in arms. And they're when- pushing all the colour out of racing as well for the same reason. It's the trainers. It's it's us. It's it's everyone. So beyond belief. And then the mm. the one they try and pin up. She's end up quarter to party. That's now. quite funny, uh, and that's just the the irony of all of it. Anyway, um, I'm stepping in for Azza, so this is a real Azza thing to do, and I'm going to just creep into a Walt territory because there's no rain forecast in uh, Sydney, and it's Randwick. So no rain. There's ten mil tomorrow, eight mil today. Bull, you're just saying that. Yeah, there is, mate. Have a look. Go no, to yr.no. Don't go to your crap bom. Go to yr.no, <laughs> that's, mate. That's one mil and one mil. Mate, yeah. you're revving me up. No, I'm not. Okay, I swear so- to God. 10 mil, to, 10, uh, eight, 10 mil tomorrow, 8 mil today. I'm not joking. Bull. I swear to God. Go to yr.no. Don't go to that crap what? and then, then you'll see. But anyway, what, it's, it's heavy at the moment. So what, it's going to be slow at best. Is it? 
at best. Mm, okay, so my, 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 I could be a little bit out here, but I still think it, this is the horse to beat. Uh, it's the wing stakes. It's uh, Zaki's the favourite here, 440. Fangirl, 480. Think it over 950. Golden Mile, 10. Mawanga, 12. King Colorado's an interesting one, 21 into $12. All those owners and the people that backed it, Walt included, have got a hat full and probably just a hat set, happy, happy for it just no to go back down around. It huh? No jockey, but they don't have to put a jockey down it because it's first emergency. 50 and a half kilos, uh, $12 there. Ossipenko, $13. Princess Grace, 14 And then you got Lindemann, 15 Hinge, 16 Attrition, probably goes to uh, Melbourne. And then you got Major Beal, $26. Douay, uh, $26. And then Montefilia has uh, its first ever start for the uh, the Waller Yard. Also like here, probably um, don't want it any worse than a soft. It's better on top of the ground. But uh, this is the last time it was first up. And it's Fangirl back on the inside. Don't think the inside was the place to be. Nico's horse uh, is the winner of the race, Animo. Uh, thank God it's gone. You've got uh, Hinged out in front as well. But this is a bomb fresh horse, uh, Fangirl. Uh, I th- I do read that uh, it hasn't won in 504 days, and that that's re- something that I pay absolutely no attention to. I don't really care. Some of the races that she's been running in, she was second in the Golden Eagle to I Wish I Win. And- Stiff as a board. Pardon? Should have pissed in. Yeah, it should have pissed board. in there. Uh, the Apollo Stakes, that was the one that we just showed. Uh, really stiff there. Only beaten a length. The Chipping Norton beaten a length. Beaten 0.4 against Animo and the George Ryder. So a strong run, 1,400 or 1,500 metres is right up her alley. The biggest concern for this runner is uh, wet. So if it gets too heavy, I don't really want to be on. But at 480 with James McDonald riding her the first time since the Carbine Club. So uh I try and figure what Waller is doing out all the time. I thought I nearly got it right with Modern Man Palmery last week. When Waller and the uh, the market sort of went up and he had no jockeys nominated, uh, I thought J-Mac could get back on this horse. And um, luckily for me, uh, here he is. So I think Barry Levin's perfect for this uh, this mare. She gets back, so she needs clear air. Inside draw would be uh, a big problem for her just traffic-wise. But I think uh, at $4.80, I think she's an as a get-on. I think she's the horse to beat. Hopefully the bomb's right, and I don't even know where Walt's steering me with this weather. I'm going to have to take that one offline, but if it's a heavy track on Cactus because she needs she needs it rock hard. Yeah, she's probably traffic, soft. Traffic and, traffic's going to be her biggest issue no matter what. Mm-hmm. She's going to be back near last. That's a problem, and there's just so many horses going to be there, maybe scratching. So it's just it's diabolical, isn't it? There's, there's a, it's a group one for a million, which, number one, kicks in the premium, premium turnover tax. Uh, which is quite coincidental, but uh, you got a field of how many? I don't know. I think it's 18 max or something like that. Every one of the horses except for Golden Mile is 70 days or plus since it had a run, and Golden Mile basically didn't have a run, but obviously has had something. Isn't that the hurdle? Every horse in the race is first up, literally, except for Golden Mile. So it's just it's crazy. It's a group one, but it's just basically a barrier trial for 90% of these horses. Fangirl obviously trying. For its life better suited than most. I uh, can see where you're going with it, but it's just, um, yeah, it's just a, it's just a race that I'll be watching and treating as a barrier. I, I thought Montefilia was probably the, the most interesting horse in the race at twenty five to one. Um, just a horse that could improve out of sight, goes well fresh, and trolled up really nicely a, a, a couple of times. Major Beal's also interesting at thirty one dollars a horse. That's um, you know it's probably going to be fitter than most of these. Going to head forward, and and I thought he's a horse that's you know not a big type that'll be. Far more forward than most of these horses at thirty-one bucks. They were the two horses I could I could spec and and uh, if you come down the outside, beat me. But I thought Princess Grace trialed enormous. Gate mm. one was the worry and uh, Preble, but um, yeah, I, I think it's a 
I like your thinking. Dry the better, absolutely, because if it comes down to a turn of foot, she could she could give them six at the furlong and probably still get over the top of most of these horses. Uh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting race. Mm. Didn't want to be on Zaki, uh, nine-year-old first up, even though he goes well, I guess, track and trip, all those sort of things. But, uh, I, yeah, I agree with Princess Grace. Looks wound up. Ossipenko will be uh, dead as a doornail. It's a shame Nash isn't on that one. Uh, King Colorado. Oh, what? I don't know what to do with him. Well, it's, it wasn't really a vintage JJ Atkins. It was a nothing it? race. You know, that was the reason why he was such a great bet because there was nothing really in the race. Yeah. Uh, the horse that won the uh, – the, sorry, he won the race. It's just you don't know what he's capable of. Again, so if you're taking $10 here, I get 50 and a half against – you're getting 25 monophilia. Hmm. You're getting I, – I don't really understand the move for it, but um, – yeah, he's an untapped horse on the way up. But what's he getting set for? You would think he'd be having a barrier trial. Um, I don't know, unless they've identified this race as a good target race to try and win. Okay, Richard. Um, one one uh, maybe. I don't know. It, it's a, it, That would be smart because he's coming off a shorter run than most of them as well, isn't he? He's coming off the Brisbane Carnival. So it would be a genius training performance to get this horse to win this race first up. It would be a, an excellent effort and good luck to the guys. Thoughts on uh, Golden Mile last time, uh, Nico? Yeah, he's a fascinating runner here because well, I heard James Cummings on the radio this morning. He said the the horse is completely fine coming out of that, so um, so hasn't sort of taken any any backward steps given the uh, the interference he cop there. So he is the the horse that's had the in quotation marks first up run. So yeah, I thought this is probably a good race for a, a, a horse like him. Zaki's definitely in the game. Tried pretty well against uh, Shinzo, so he looks like he's there, ready to go. And then Fangirl, obviously tried well also. So I would have thought it's between Zaki and Fangirl. King Colorado's sort of figures and form just don't really stack up enough for mine to be taking 12 bucks in a group one when you can sort of back, you know, Communist, Lindemann, Ossipenko, who sort of have that good Doncaster form. So I'd much rather be on them. It's sort of double the price a few of them and back King Colorado. But looks like a, a good a day as ever for Fangirl to be winning there. Actually gets a um, a really good setup with James McDonald going back aboard. So, um, yep, I'm with the uh, the Cerise. Did we play that trial, the, the trial next to Extremely Lucky? We might just run this That's one. Run. I just want to no. I just want to shout out to Richard Callender for the quote of the year when what he happened? came up with the, that race, that tragic thing, and he said that Big Parade was going to be winning before uh, before, before the tragic thing <laughs> before, happened. Before it fell apart. Yeah, yeah. So here in the Cerise, this is Fangirl trialling, and she's absolutely bolting, but everyone's sort of circle jerking around, extremely lucky on the outside. But I'm saying that – But he's um, a 900-metre horse. Yeah. I'm saying that uh, this trial of Fangirl is absolutely enormous for a horse. Is that, that um, um, name dropper in front? No. <laughs> So it's, it's the dynamic colours. Went like it. Mm. Went like it. So there you go, fangirl. So let's um, let's all pray for no rain and uh, we can just back the uh, the truck up as a style. Puntingform.com.au, that is uh, what I use. I absolutely swear by it. I can just pick myself up and go from uh, Eagle Farm to Adelaide back into Waltz country and I can crunch out the form quick stick. So make sure to try puntingform.com.au and uh, give it a spin. Randwick Race 5 is um, your next puzzle here, J-Dubs, and that's why I showed the Extremely Lucky Trial. Everyone's seen it now, and it is $2.80 favourite here for K-Mac. Obviously, uh, James McDonald probably couldn't get that weight. Uh, Kalino is the second pick here, six, uh, $3.60 for J-Car. Bonus, not just a horse that uh, we've all backed here before, $4.40. Dragonstone, $9 in the Joe Pride Yard. And then Argentia, she, I thought she was really good uh, first up, $10. You called at $16. Rocketing by 18 and then Fender, 19 And I might as well 
quite uh, sky level at uh, fifty one dollars there. But um, Colino carried the sixty kilos first up. Walt uh, held up in the Star Thoroughbreds colours, just in behind the leaders there. Yeah, so the horse that <clears throat> I think I've got a pretty good handle on, as in I think it's a twelve hundred meter horse. Um, this this was thirteen hundred first up, which was. Not ideal, but they absolutely walked, which certainly played into this horse's hands. Gets held up a few times and and shows how strong it can be. Late, um, they put in a fourteen hundred last week, and I was it come up sort of favourite. I was keen for it to bet around it there, but they've um, I think they've pulled the right rein, holding the horse up and and running it in this twelve hundred meter race. Obviously, extremely lucky. Looks like a nightmare of a horse, but um, we've only seen him sort of stretch past a thousand and and perform okay. And now that you're talking about on a soft track, first up 1,200 off, you know, reportedly a set, set up. Bit set of a back. sniffle. Well, that's if, who knows. Is like that That Alentia race is probably the race we should have talked about when you're talking about weird things with the wallet camp because allowing a trainer to come out on the Thursday, Friday, say one horse is going to be scratched and then, Went the other you way. know, the other one goes around. And anyway, then whatever. We'll talk about that at another time, I'm sure. But, um, yeah, if he's coming first up off a setback, 1,200 metres on this track, You've, I've got a side with Colino. There's absolutely no speed in the race. Mystifying booking of Dylan Gibbons on Bonus Notches and no knock on Dylan, but to put a no-claiming apprentice on a horse this promising first up with 58.5 kilos in a in a small field <laughs> when you've got probably, you know, six, seven, you've got six or seven like high-class jockeys in the in the room makes absolutely no sense to me. Um, but, uh, again, good luck. So I've thought it trolled okay. I just think Colino's just got the huge jump on these horses fitness-wise. 53, I hope Jamie Carr just rolls forward. I think the horse could nearly lead the race. That's how embarrassingly slow the tempo looks on paper. And and the further this horse forward, the more forward it is, uh, the more control it gets, the harder it's going to be to run down. Hopefully she sort of is the first to go, not to last, and makes it a, a strong last uh, 600. And I think it's going to be in the finish with 53 on its back. It's just a bomb-proof horse that, just runs 1,200 super strong. So they're going to want to be good to beat it, and I think the only way they beat it is to out-sprint it if um, Extremely Lucky was on its back and they walked. But uh, otherwise, I think she'll she'll just about win. You called it was probably the horse I thought was the other value, the other go-forward horse. It's coming back 1,400 to 1,200 off uh, a 42-day break. It's, um, it's just going to be on speed, and $16 seems a big price for a horse that's hard fit that's going to be up there as well. I thought that Argentia... Now it's in the pride camp. Obviously, Joe Pride improves him. You like him. Everyone sort of loves him having these tried horses. I think he was a little bit unlucky, or she was a little bit unlucky first up, Argentia, and now she got she's got wide draw, clear air. And, yeah, but did she just train off? They're going to drag. That he's not a yeah. Again, if you if that was my horse, I'd be jamming it, yeah. <laughs> and it'd be up on speed. And uh, I think you're right. It'd be in the finish, but they'll be more likely to. You know, ride quiet. the horse to its yeah. pattern, I would imagine, and yeah. and then you've got to try and sprint past some horses that are going to be running some crazy sections uh, home, I would imagine, even if it is wet, I think they'll still sprint home pretty sharp here. So, yeah, if it was the old Joe Pride fourth up blinkers and change the tactics, I'd be I'd be with you. Um, and I think he's got it. I, wor- I just, you know, just worried that Joe's got way too many horses now. I think uh, he, everyone's caught the bug of Joe Pride tried horses and he's been sent a lot of horses and, I know um, other stables have fallen into the trap of going from 40 or 50 to 100 and and struggling to maintain the same sort of level. But um, Joe certainly hasn't shown that yet. I'm just just a little bit concerned. And obviously the good horses are going to get a lot more attention than the others. But, you know, I just just worry when stables that are airborne grow too quick. Mm. Too too big, too fast. It just changes changes all their routine, changes all their, um, the way they do things. 
Any any thoughts down in uh, Melbourne about uh, the show County? DK? No, he's tapped out. Uh, extremely lucky is an interesting runner. Like, obviously, he's trialed very well, had the setback the other day. He has no 1,200-meter form, though, so old DK Pearl, 1,000-meter mm. island, that's him. Like, all of his forms over 1,000 meters, so... Oh, he's a weird runner to sort of run first up over 1,200. I would assume the move to Wallard, the boom this horse has had on him, he is, uh, he's out there to put on a bit of a an exhibition for an Everest slot, or I would have thought, or something like that. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if he's cranked right up, but 1,200's a, an interesting and, scenario. And if he's kicking him. him off at 1,200, he's telling you he'll get further. That's what I – sorry, Walt, but uh, that's what no, that's no, you're I right. I'm just saying, especially on 1,200, like 1,200 on wet, is, 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 like if it was a, a fast track, you'd, you'd probably throw the dice more than this. This is just a very weird place. He, he, he has looked like in a couple of his replays that he's been run off his legs, though, like over those 1,000-meter races. So you guys are probably hit the, hit the nail on the head here. I'm a big one for blank canvas too when they change stables. Yeah, you know, a bit, yeah, bigger blank canvas. He, and if Wallace kicking him off at twelve, he's saying, "Oh, he can run fourteen or 15. That's what he's telling me. If I see you that, would want you know. that. You would want that exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I yeah, I'd blank canvas. I'm very wary. Yeah. What What about DK in in your history? Like, so if this horse had a snotty nose when he woke up, let's let's pretend Wallace. Um, well, yeah, let's well, assume. What you can do is run with what your information got. Right? <laughs> Let, let's let's assume that Chris was going to run this horse on Saturday, and then um, extremely lucky he's had a snotty nose when he's got out of bed on, on Saturday morning. What do you think about backing the horse the next week? Let's say scope clean during the week. What do you do there, DK? Do you do? You, that's you, that's why the trainers, the trainers care about these horses more than their own children. I tell you, like they just if there's something like the bloods out, if there's a little trickle, they, they are so reserved about running the animal. So if it's until you you trust a trainer like him, so I, I wouldn't have any problem because they say, oh, we he had a little snotty nose, we hold him over. They hear him all the time say that little stone bruise or a little this or something, you know. Um, we hold him over next week because that's why he missed the run last week and all that. So I don't have any problems. The trainers are so good these days, and they dead set have these horses in cotton wool, you know, and they notice all the little intricacies. So um, yeah, that's just it. they just err on the side of caution, you know, because they they don't want to waste runs. I think if he's got a weakness in his stable, it's running horses over too far too quick. Well, okay, there so you go. Yeah, I'd be um, yeah, this would be the one I'd be happy to. If it beats you, it beats you. It's, it's, well, it's the one that, yeah, like, I wouldn't be sick. If it spread it past me and I'd just say too good and I would not be sick about doing my money on Kalina. Any horse first up, yeah, like that. I don't mind. And then, you just, it's a watch and learn. And then you say, oh, shit, he's a different horse. Jeez, now how can I get some money out of him later in the prep? You, you know, do so the old uh, do my ass that day. I have 1,000 on Kalina on Saturday and 1,000 on a Extra Lucky to win the Everest. It's a BZ or someone's spruiking it for the – Everest or something like that, aren't they? Or someone's isn't someone. Well, it, someone... It, it's trialing like it looks like curls, an Everest yeah. horse, but curls, even if, if curls, you're yeah, on it in an Everest, I don't want it running it. in a 1200 meter wet track first up if I'm on it in an Everest. But uh, anyway, as you it's say, just like curls, well, yeah, well, well, curly. Yeah, I, I, I won't be it's falling into curly. it. I do know that I, the little fella here, he played under nines, and the first week back from a sniffle, he could get, barely get near the footy. So I'm, I'm happy to happy to give it a little bit of a wide berth. <laughs> what you? No, not me. I don't know. Did you blow your calf because you got a cold? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, maybe. There could be some correlation. Mm. Racingwatch.com.au if you want more of uh, John's thoughts. Um, he was a master punter for a reason, so you can either get it in the uh, the head noise version of the Discord or if you just want Telegram and you're a busy man, you can uh, just get the uh, the shortened version. Both are very good and you'll back lots of winners. It's not that short, but it's shorter. <laughs> any shorter compared to Discord. Mm. I don't oh, listen yeah. to many of the voice recordings. and You don't? No, it's too long. 
15 minutes. I've got to move on. I just went betting, betting. 15 minutes in Canterbury. What about that? Well, before you go, because I'll talk. What's happened? J Mac. No, I'm just saying, I think. Something that I have noticed, like J-Mac is out of control. The early betting, Bullock in the country is not as much, but uh, and and it is an after-the-race call, but I think every horse of his that he rode yesterday, Bravely, Sophia's Magic, uh, Atlantic Ocean, High Plateau, Coriolis, I had it at least doubled, sometimes four times the price I mark. I mean, I'm pretty conservative and take – I do well, – I'm not Why conservative. Why do you think this but, is? Well, I just think that these uh, – uh, whether it's the early teams or the corporates have worked out that these early prices, they just literally just – Barrage him, so I think there is an edge at the moment in uh, not backing him. Well, not back. Well, having a look uh, if the, if J Max in a shorty, having a good look around him because a lot of them eased considerably, and a lot of them sort of didn't perform to the especially the early price expectations. I'm not going to bravely is having its first start in a race and just didn't look right. So you put it aside, but a lot of the other horses just didn't have form to stack up with the with the madness of the uh, the shortness that J Max showing up at the moment, and that may be a combination of things like you know you've got. Um, Apprentices riding horses in the market that um, you know it's it's hard for those uh, syndicates and things to adjust to stuff like that. They'd be giving huge bonuses to J Max. So at the moment, I'd be I'd be looking around him. Obviously, Wednesdays is is a better day to look around J Max than, than Group One days. He's obviously a, a different animal when it comes to the big races. But um, I think there's I think they're just way overplaying him is, at the moment. Is he riding? You obviously watch it closer than mm. me. So is he riding more conservatively since I, he's I had the baby? Don't, since don't. he's had the baby, like oh no no not at all not at no, all not still at all. I don't, he's obviously not ridden as much. We haven't seen him as much. He had time off, but um, yeah, and I don't believe that he he's. he's there's some riders that where if they're third defence, they don't look to get out at carnival time. There's no doubt about that. I think he tries uh, hard a lot. I think he's just being way overplayed for, for the ability that he obviously has. That they're just um, there's the gap that they've got between him and others is is, is unrealistic. Right. It's one, probably true, but it's unrealistic when, when it comes to setting prices. Well, take note, punters, and uh, bet accordingly. Last week, uh, called I knocked up, and uh, Donny got uh, Vodka Martini home. Uh, let's have a look at what he likes on Saturday at Doombin. G'day, boys. Head to Doombin this weekend. Uh, looks a tricky card. Uh, I think we found a couple of okay bets, so we'll dive into those. The best bet comes up in race six, Rainbow Connection. Um, I was on it last start. Uh, it was a good thing, 1,000-meter race. Probably got too far back in a slow tempo. And he hit the line pretty hard. He goes up to 1,200 metres. He's one up to 13. He gets blinkers on. Inside draw looks nice. Um, Stable's got a massive opinion. So I think Rainbow Connection around $3 marks a nice bet. Second best bet comes up in race six, number six. Uh, race four, number five, hell of a deal for the carry camp. Flew home last up. Likes the track. Distance will suit. I love the apprentice jockey claiming three, Bailey Wheeler. He, he goes well. So that might need it around the $5 mark. So they're the two best bets at uh, Durban. Race six. Number six and race four, number five. Cheers, boys. Rainbow Connection and hell of a deal there. Looks like he's just been for a surf, old Donny. Muscle shirt, the big muscle shirt. Huh? So it's, something, um, something out of Gordo's. <laughs> yeah. That's a Gordo play from the racing ranch. Just gets there in the singlet. I don't, it's a bit much. Like I know I, I'm pretty casual dresser on, on these things, but I don't know about the, the tank top or the singlet. I'm yeah, always like, pulling uh, pull Unless you're Vin Diesel, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a big call, isn't it, the muscle shirt. Matty Dunn was interviewed midweek. Um, I know it's a cosy time of year where they hammer it on Sky Channel, but he did put it like that was his massive push and that was Rainbow Connection was his horse that he was like, if, uh, if, I, if I drew a ticket tomorrow, it'd be the horse I'd be locking in. Not saying that uh, that's the, the play to back it in the cosy, but usually when trainers – Talk like that, they've got their horse primed to go. So I think it'll be ready Saturday to try and to try and sort of get itself into cosy calculations. So uh, blinkers on. 
I think he's found the right one, Donnie. Oh, beautiful. Cozzy, let's let's hear about something other than the Everest. Sounds great. Uh, Caulfield, this is the Top Sport Steamers. Uh, I love talking about Top Sport, but uh, this is the first one. Interesting runner here, and you guys will remember this runner from our Gold Coast Magic Mainstream. Uh, Caulfield race seven, number five, Skirt the Law, $400 at $5. This is the horse that the boys liked, and then the races got cancelled, and then they bet around it on the, uh, the makeup meeting. But this was the horse that John McLeod said, this will be the one that I wanted to take home and this horse will just improve next preparation. So very interesting that it's um, bobbed up here in the uh, Cazette Stakes. And, and I've, got, I've got a further question for uh, Nico before he answers it. Okay. Golan, when they go to Sydney, seem to, they don't fall off, a, like they don't go down a step, they fall off a cliff. So I don't. Is it the same in Melbourne? Does he? Colin? Does his horses, yeah, because they just like that horse in Sydney last week was putrid. We just don't see him as much. Yeah. Like he doesn't really come down here all that often, but I'd be happy to uh, – well, tr I think Tristan can bank the 400 there. That's that's confetti, I would have thought. Trialed awful, I thought. So uh, all summer form, wow. one of Magic Millions. Ooh, I don't think she's any good. Wow. Yeah. Andrew, I think, and you'll be in love with the horse I'm tipping when you see it because I'm the same as Jay. Uh, he stood out in those uh, those two-year-old yes, races and if he's come on at all. stood out in Queensland there, but yeah, no, compared to down here. <laughs> as a type, oh, well, wow. well – so it's only you're comparing one humpers versus two, but uh, still yeah. it'll be interesting to see what you think of him in the yard. Play <laughs> <laughs> the I'm, day. Yeah, I'm yard. against. Yeah, get the so. yard. Oh. Mr. Brightside for Scoot. Skirt the law. We're going to uh, polarise a couple. That was actually really his popular. opinion. That, that, was like, that was off the top rope, buddy. Macho man Randy Savage banged straight on the head. That was interesting from Nico there. That was yeah, awesome. I, I didn't see it coming, to be no, honest. it was awesome. It's a real He was wound up for it. Yeah. Tommy Henjack and... Uh, <laughs> And John McLeod will be sending us hate mail. You watch. Um, well, mate, Gary Portelli's got the third favourite. Jeepers, creepers. Morphville race eight, number 14. Cheeky, cheeky Bella, 117 I have not got to race eight at Morphville yet, but I think the nephew's a good multi-banker in uh, race one. Pretty obvious it's been dollar seventy and dollar fifty. In Nico must think Charmstone's a dollar one cent chance here. Hang on, I'm just going. Well, I'm going to talk about that one later. Yeah, okay. You, do you, Nico? No, no, I didn't have a huge opinion in the Quisette. I thought it was a very even race. I thought Portali's horse was right in it. Uh, oh, I thought she drove well. It's a strong horse. Mm. It, it'll be strong late, but I'd be hard against Skirt the Law. just think she's got no form and no upside. So I thought the trial was pretty pox too. So. What about this? This is That awesome. was just me. Might have egg on the face after. Probably more, the, more than the, likely. Trial up there or down here? I don't care about the egg on the face. I just like the I just like the Trial up there. was inside a horse. Asked for an effort. Didn't really do much. Didn't really find much through the line. So... Yeah, she's going to have to be bringing well, better than what she did sort of at the Magic Millions to be winning down here, and there's a fair chance she's not even improved or may have even gone backwards. So uh, happily against. Lay the place. Lay the place job. Back to Adelaide. No, no one cares about. Let's talk about cheeky, cheeky, cheeky Bella. Can't watch. Can't wait to watch the Golan, um, <laughs> the Golan video when it comes out because Tony's very honest in his appraisals. Trolled enormous Golan. Hey? Trolled enormous, he says. Yeah, he's very interesting what he says on wide draws. Anyway, that's all I'll say, but uh, you guys can figure out the rest. Randwick race six is the uh, the last steamer. It's uh, race six, number six, and it's Fancy Man, $226 and now into 21. So that's Fortner Park, Hosier, Desert Icon, King Frankel, uh, Cleveland, Max Schnell, uh, Bois de Jean, Bonnie Ezra, Military Mission. Does anything good in luck. that race turn you good, on? Good Probably luck. not. 2,000 metre Premier's Cup. Forkner Park will win, won't he? Oh. Why is Gib and there's another one. Why is the dildo on it? I love the dildo, but why is there a non-claiming apprentice on Faulkner Park 53 like half? Him. Like what the heck are they doing? They I think like they're him. I think they're putting him on it because he'll probably ride in the Metrop. 
if they Again, get in a light weight. So why he, is he riding it in the Metro? Because it probably it, won't why? get in with much weight. So put a fought. finer jockey with a <laughs> find find Dean Yendel. Like who are you putting on, Dylan Gibbons or Dean Yendel? Like it's just not even close. And I love him. He's a good kid. He's on the way up. But what are you doing? Like it's just. It just still, does my still, head in. You're still copying some co- comments on the YouTube channel about Zach Lloyd, even though you. So there's another you've one. Addressed he's like, at the moment, he's, he's a provincial jockey at best, Zach Lloyd. Is he still in, in life? He, but he's got a claim. <laughs> and you like statistically, you look at them. As soon as they lose a claim, they, their, their strike rate drops like fifty percent. It's not. It's not on. It's not because of, they're a bad person or a bad jockey. They're still developing. It's just madness right. that you compare a horse, a jockey with a claim to losing their claim and staying in the city. There's like five jockeys in history that have been senior level as soon as they've finished their time. It's just it's just not possible. It's just and I'm not knocking them. It's just they they are where they are at the moment. It's just crazy to 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 not take advantage of senior riders when you can. Shout yeah. out to the uh, the Gibbons and the uh, Lloyd family. I know I they watch them. the show every week. It's great. Yeah. And I, lo- I love the dildo. He's one of my favourites. <laughs> um, you love the dildo. That might be the name the of the episode. What, was, what were we just talking about? Oh, yeah. Sorry, your other go back. What's uh, did you see old mate put out that you're talking about promoting women in racing? Golan's like nearly 40% of riders who use female jockeys. Shout out to the Hawks team. 400 runners, not one. In oh, the last twelve wow. months, not one female rider wow. ever any at any stage, and uh, Golan's running at about forty percent. I think Gay's about fifteen. It's it, it was an interesting little. It's, it means nothing, but an interesting stat that someone put up today on Twitter. Mm. Angela Jones rides terrific up in Queensland, but um, I think they had a winner yesterday, didn't they? Terra Star was it? That Terra Star was in Melbourne. Was that the Hawks. I don't know. They're very hard to to catch. Yeah, it went from that good yeah, race Sandy. in Sydney. It went from mm, the Sandy. King of Naples form yeah. down to yeah, beat beat us on Blazero. 13 bucks. Just got us in the last ride. That's good. Code. Yeah. Yeah. It's never gonna win. All right. I think that's uh that's about a wrap for the show. DK, you haven't had a look at Seymour. Anything at uh the rat tomorrow? No, no, the synthetic meetings have got very skinny um at the back end of the season. There's like sixty acceptors. Yeah. So I've had first look, I had second look, and then I'm said I'm not forcing it, not unless it jumps out to me, I'm not gonna tip it to the punters. So um sorry, Scooty, another well, Warwick and Nabil have been acceptances aren't out, so I've only had a chance to do any form for them on Saturday. I'll be looking for P. Pushka up there. He's got the he's the man at Warwick Nabil, but uh, sorry, Scooty, can't help you. No dramas whatsoever, and I think uh, Nico for the syndicate's tipped out. I don't know if we'll get the show out. You might get the podcast version. Just Comanche North, if someone fast-forward right to the end at uh, race six today at a bit of a, an odds play. Weeding. Donna Scott. Donna Scott, is it? Yeah, trainer change. Trainer change, right. Mm, she's good, isn't she? She got a winner at Flemington or wherever it was the other day. She did. Mm. Give it strength. Yeah. All right, cool. I think uh, we've got through the episode. That's a positive. And uh, it's going to be absolutely sensational racing this Saturday, so make sure uh, you join Top Sport and uh, give them a spin and um, back plenty of winners and avoid some of the other uh, horses that uh, we've absolutely put the uh, the pen through because we've been a bit aggressive on today's show, but that's how we like it. Not many betting opportunities, but there's, I can't wait for that skirt, the law race. It's probably the race that I'm going to set the alarm for first. That's yeah, now good. I'm horned up. I'm going to dig into the race yeah. now. Well, it's normally trap time, isn't it? All the horses resuming. This is this is sort of crossover form period and oh, yeah. first up period. So it's normally meetings you tread, tread warily, but uh, won't Big stop yard. us. Big yard day. For good, exactly. It is a Big good yard, yard day. day. It is a good yard day because you see, uh, yeah, yeah. first time looking at skirt, the law, but a lot of horses. All right, I'm off to uh, Google the Walt's Magical uh, Weather app. I'm obviously. Yr.no. You just got to change it from Swedish to uh, English, and then you're away. Goodbye. Goodbye.